Hi everyone and welcome to Loose Lips with me, Georgie Porter and the gorgeous, with her wet hair, I don't know how she does it, Sharon Carpenter. <laughs> I'm a little wet, I'm a little damp right now. And my beautiful, great. beautiful friend, Georgie Porter. <laughs> Georgie, it's so awesome to see you as always. And you, and I must say you are looking lovely. Oh, yeah, you're too you're kind. Great. You're too yeah, you kind. Great. I was away for July 4th weekend, so I got a little, you know, I got a little bit of a glow going on. <gasps> yeah. Sort of make it home in time for my hair to dry, so my hair's like sopping wet. Did you, <laughs> did you get like, you know, tipsy drunk? Did you get all the red cups out? Was the beer pong? That's a good question. I, I got a little tipsy the first day. I was in Long Island. Didn't do all the beer pong stuff. I was drinking Prosecco, you know me. Oh, And then yeah. yesterday <laughs> I was drinking cranberry juice. That's as exciting oh. as I got yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the cats out there with me and, um, you know, we were by you the pool. You had the cats the cat, I, Yeah, I brought the cats out there with me. I was, I went to a stable and I saw the most gorgeous horse. I'm totally in love with poor Sunny, oh, who has yeah. the most beautiful face. If you guys check out my Instagram, you'll see her. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But Georgie, I want to talk about you as well, because I know over the past few days, you've yeah. faced a, a bit of a challenging time and I'm so, so sorry. I know. So we had um, a podcast booked, didn't we? And yeah. on that actual day, and it's quite a shock, um I don't I don't want to get too upset because um anyway it's I don't want to get too sad for everybody listening but my auntie died quite suddenly I'd say she had cancer in the lung oh, and I'm so sorry that yeah it's it do you know what I don't mind talking about it right now because I think I'm not at that stage of grieving where I'm hysterical I've cried a lot because obviously she's gone but she lives in London she lived in London and maybe I'm not quite there yet with believing it and it just happened so suddenly but I always think like you know it's real it's something that's happening at the time sometimes you can't you know you can't hide your sadness can you sometimes and you know I would say yeah to people it is important to talk about it and Grief like comes at you in different ways, doesn't it? And it's it's pretty it sad. It totally does. Yeah. You you literally, I, I think, until you're in the situation, you just you don't know how you're yeah. you're going to react. And and there are different stages of grief as well. And and shock yeah. is certainly one yeah. of them. And I I'm just truly truly sorry. I know that's heartbreaking. Yeah. You were very close to to your auntie. Yeah, she do you know what? She was the most intelligent woman. She was an archaeologist and wow. she used to bring back artifacts from digs. Probably wasn't really allowed to do that because you know, we've got some thoughts <laughs> from the Roman times. <laughs> so she bring us in pounds. She us some good shit. Like we, <laughs> we probably, you know, we probably got the, the head of Tutu Carmoon just like as a salad bowl. So <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't really mention that but she was she was just an incredible let's keep woman. that between us <laughs> she actually she lived on a boat as well so it was she was just wow. she's just the coolest vegan warrior like the biggest ship like it was three stories like of a ship she lived in and it was just it was just epic 
Wait, the but, vegan warrior is the name of the ship, or I thought you were oh, no, she a vegan is. warrior. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. She literally was always a vegetarian before, yeah. like it was cool. Do you know what I mean? She was yeah. like protest Greenpeace forever since I was a kid, and she, she cares about animals. Yeah. Oh yeah, so much, and she was just always like plastics are bad, and drink this dirt, and with the new stuff always yes. coming in, and then it becomes a fad in LA, and you're like. My auntie Gina knew that way before. So Yeah, like you're way yeah. behind. Yeah, yeah. Really important stuff. And I, I'm glad it has come to the forefront. And thanks to people like your auntie who have yeah. been for many years to get yeah. us all on track and to make us all realize absolutely something about this earth. But I mean, as much as I raise a toast to her, I love her so much now she's gone, but I don't want to make it a sad podcast. So Sharon, let's let's see. Let's yes. proceed. Let's let's proceed. But I will say this, Georgie. I think mm. that just you even sort of being being brave enough to talk about this right now mm. and not really knowing how you're going to feel as you're speaking about it, I, I think that's going to do wonders for all of our listeners as well. Because I, yeah. I think that all of us have probably dealt with grief in some form or fashion. So I want to say thank you to you because mm. I know when I've dealt with grief and when my dad passed away, like I could not speak about it. Mm. Like I could not. I remember trying to tell my agent at the time what was going on. And I just, I've never cried. I, I don't cry in front of people, you know yeah, this. And I just burst yeah. into floods of tears. And it was really awkward because I think she actually didn't really know what to say, which is yeah. understandable. I get that too. But but thank you. Thank you. Oh. Because I think this does wonders for all of us. And, and we appreciate it. And we love yeah. you. We love oh, you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That's all we need is love in the world. So that's, that's all we need. That's all we yeah. need. So speaking of love, let's get onto this story because this is a really important one. This is a yeah. big one. Okay, so Carl Nassib, you've probably heard his name by now. Uh, so he's a Las Vegas Raiders defensive end, right? A few days ago, he became the first active NFL player to come out as gay. Now, Nassib, he's 28 years old and he made the announcement on an Instagram post. Here's what he said. He said, I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. Uh, I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable comfortable enough to get it off my chest. I really have the best life. I've got the best family, friends, and a job uh, a guy could ask for. And he goes on to say, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are not necessary, but until mm -hmm. then I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting compassionate and I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project which is great because the Trevor Project provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services uh, to the LGBTQ plus community now NASIB's news it came just days after 21 year old runner Shikari Richardson uh, thanked mm. her girlfriend after qualifying for the US Olympic team and just two days later uh, Kumi Yokoyama a forward for the Washington Spirit women's soccer team Team. She came out as a transgender man. Uh, so this is a great time. The NFL tweeted support for NASA, by the way, after he came out, announced that it would also match his donation to the Trevor Project. Uh, and the NFL, this was really interesting, released an ad proudly declaring football is gay in white letters, a black background. The word gay was then replaced with words including lesbian, beautiful, queer, transgender, power and life. Uh, the video's final declaration, football is for everyone. So quite powerful. Uh, yeah, so so really interesting stuff. And then the CEO of the Trevor Project wrote an op-ed for the New York Times calling for managers, coaches, trainers, schools, and professional sports associations to break the silence and stigma around being LGBTQ in sports by fostering a safe, inclusive, and affirming climate, which is so important. But big step here by Carl Nassif. This, what did yes, you think, Georgie? This is huge. Like, so NFL is American football. I always, just taking it to the UK, I always think the amount of football players, like soccer in America, the amount of football players, there's so many men, so many guys, so many that must just be hiding a secret within themselves that's probably tearing them apart a bit. And I just think for like men to be able to come out as gay, and I'm saying this specifically because football is so 
hyper-masculine, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the abuse that fans shout at footballers, like racial abuse and things like that. If they were, any of them were to come out as gay, the abuse they would get would be probably suicidal, in fact, and probably so traumatizing for them that that's probably why they don't come out as gay. And for this, um, and for this to come out of the NFL, for one man to do this and for him to say, which was the best thing ever, all these videos um, become like normalized and they shouldn't really be a video of I'm coming out. It should just be like, this is the sport I play. Yeah. Yeah. This is the sport I play. I'm good at my sport. It shouldn't really matter if you're gay or not or any of any sexual orientation but the fact that he's so strong to do that and oh the like how he's got friends and family supporting him and now I just think it'll just be left alone and that's just sort of be who he is sort of thing so yeah I think he's done the 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 big fight and you know got through that moment and I just I would worry for UK footballers if they were to come out as gay because I forgot the name of the guy, but I think one guy in the very long, long time ago, years and years and years ago, he committed suicide because he came out as gay. And I just really, yeah, I should it's have just my so devastating. back up there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the the wonderful thing about what's going on with Carl Nassib is he does have so many people rallying behind him, as he mentioned, friends and family members, but also mm. his teammates are backing him, and just yeah. the fans, and now the NFL as well, which is really sort of unheard of. But his jersey, right, his jersey that's on sale is now a best-selling jersey, which <gasps> is fantastic. That's how many that's people cool. are supporting him and rocking yeah. with him, um, and also that his post has I believe well over a million likes at this point in time now this is stark contrast to some other people who have come out in the past so there was a a a guy named Michael Sam he was a college player right yeah and before he got drafted to the NFL he came out as gay and then once he was drafted he was basically sidelined and he was ridiculed and you know some sports stars after they've retired they've they've come out but they did not feel comfortable during the time I feel like sports has kind of like the last frontier to a certain extent like people in other industries for many years have felt comfortable coming forward um but sports like you said you know football um the nfl american football as well it's very much like bro like smash a can of beer in my head and yelling at the tv screen and this very sort of stereotypical um uh image of you know hyper masculinity and i think we need to push past that yeah because sharon as well i think also the younger generation and the youth coming through are just so not like that as much anymore you know there's non-binary there's like all these new ways that people are like a bit weird to learn and like oh i don't know how i'll say they instead of she or him anymore i think it's it's just what we you just have to just relearn it because we'll you you know there's new things all the time and I just think that if that's more ways of acceptance then why not just do it for everybody else or for those people that just ask for tolerance is key yeah tolerance tolerance is so important I um I'd love to know what you think about the the NFL ad because I'm sort of in two minds about it like I love it I think it's great I think it's the right message to send Mm -hmm. However, the NFL hasn't always been known for being inclusive, right? And Mm. for going for equality. Because you might remember just a couple of years ago, um, Colin Kaepernick was basically blacklisted from the NFL for standing for social justice. um, And he decided to kneel during the national anthem. Right. There were some other players who did it too, but it set off a whole movement. Uh, And the reason he did that was to protest police brutality and the the deaths um, of unarmed black men and innocent black men. Uh, So, but the NFL turned their back on him Mm. and they got a really bad rap because of it, bad reputation, well-earned, I might say, uh, to the point where I remember there was a Super Bowl a couple of years ago where I don't know if this is actually fact, but this was certainly a rumor uh, that was going around that Rihanna had been asked to perform at the halftime show and she said no because she was basically, like that was her way of protesting the NFL and what they were standing for at that particular point in time. So it's great that they're moving forward. It's great that they're putting their money where their mouth is to 
a certain extent, they are matching a massive donation of $100,000. But I want to see them doing everything it takes, making sure their coaches and their managers and their players are on the same page, are accepting, um, and that we end this discrimination and the fans as well. Yeah. You know, if fans are shouting things from the stands, those fans need to be banned from the stands. Well, this is the this is when I always think as well about that film. What's that film? Which um, one? Oh, it's a, the rose petals, and there's oh, like oh wait, uh, yeah, with you know, the, with girl, the, the cheerleader. Yeah, and, and the, Kevin the, Spacey. Yes, the Kevin Spacey film, Something and you know, there's a neighbor next door. Yeah, yeah, American Beauty. Yes. And there's the neighbor next door and he's so homophobic. And then actually in the end, he's the gay guy. And I always think about that when like, you know, if men are so gay, I was just saying men, but it just sticks out to me when like supporters or something are so like against something, I think. Yeah. Because you're probably gay. Exactly. You're probably not allowed to be in your own mind. So, yeah, you Mm. don't feel comfortable enough. You know what's interesting? So, the Trevor Project, there was a a statistic they came out with where they said that if, uh, let me find it right here, was if a gay youth has at least one adult Mm. in their life who is supportive and accepting, it diminishes their chance of committing suicide by 40%. (gasps) Yes, this is important. Yeah, 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 really important. Like, like just acceptance. I mean, it can save a life. Yeah, and and you're right, he's he's literally saved so many lives by like um, donating to the Trevor Project. I think that for him to, this guy, he's like an idol in himself, isn't he? He's a rock star. Like his ideas and what he's done is just incredible. Like the impact he's made on so many people. Like what? Yeah. Amazing. And, and, you know, as well as the the donating, of course, all those kids who are watching and, saying oh now I feel comfortable now I you know I always dreamed of being a football player I was worried about bullying in the past but if Carl can do it maybe I can do it too and I I just think that's a really really beautiful thing it's crazy (gasps) that we're even having this conversation in in 2021 like so many conversations were like in 2021 can you believe this is still going on I know I know Um, like it's not changed yeah yeah yeah, it's not changing fast enough but this is a a really big step forward a a milestone uh, for the LGBTQ community and for society in general because you know we're all in this together yeah, like you said, for everyone have the guts to still carry on and do whatever they want to do in life. Doesn't mean just because your sexuality is different doesn't mean you stop you doing anything. It can literally propel you into your dream. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Be be you and, and accept other people for being themselves. Yes. Good well stuff. said. Yeah, congrats to Carl though. And congrats yes. on his, his next season. So what's our next story, Georgie? Do you want to take this one? Oh, so, okay. If you know me, you know I used to love a dating show. Can't say that anymore. But (laughs) um, (laughs) um, there's the new celebrity dating show in the US. Now, we love a dating show in the UK. I'm sure you guys love a dating show out there. Oh, yeah. So we've, we've picked up on this one, haven't we? This is the ABC has remade... 56-year-old dating show, The Celebrity Dating Game. This Mm. is an update of the ancient Chuck Barris format of the dating game with Michael Bolter and Zoe Deschanel as co-hosts. Iggy Zalius joins us in the season episode as well as Carson uh, Creasley from Drag Race and Nicole Bayer from Nailed. Did I say those names right? <laughs> no, <laughs> <What was> that- <laughs> you screwed them all up. To be honest, uh, <laughs> starting with Michael Bolton, Michael Bolton, and Zoe Deschanel. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually Michael said- Bolton, the singer. So I said Bolton, you know like he runs, he runs really fast. Yeah. <laughs> he might do that too. And then Iggy Azalea, right? I think he might. Have Iggy got that. Azalea, and Carson Kresley. 
Oh, and Cresley? the cold fire you got right, yes. Oh, okay, so, right, right. So what's that? Two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst with names. I get that nervous thing before you say a name. You're like, is this right? Yeah, I don't know. No, I totally <laughs> understand. <laughs> so Michael Bolton, he sits at a piano for most of the episode. I find yeah. that weird. It's very awkward, isn't it? It's <laughs> Um, until it so falls upon him. Why is he there? Is that because Weird. he's old Joy. and he has to be the same age as the show to just remind everyone <laughs> that it's old? <laughs> I wonder how old he is. He might be older than the dating show, to be honest. <laughs> I hope so. He's ancient. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and he just he sits there on this um, piano just by singing identity clues that will just maybe help the contestant along. Yes, with- so it is. Yeah, it's yeah it's a little, a little strange uh i can't say i've watched it i have seen a couple of clips it's funny like before i even saw the clips i read an article in the guardian about it right and it's called yeah. the celebrity dating game they were saying it should just be called the game because there are no real celebrities <laughs> in it and you don't see any dating <laughs> so, so i see it, them go off on a date afterwards you don't you don't oh. okay remember the days of blind date uh, this show yes. is kind of like blind date right remember syllabus yeah. Yeah. and blind date yeah. and how like fulfilling it was when you watched blind date but we're living in a very voyeuristic society now right where <laughs> social media and reality shows that we want to yeah. see you going out on the date we want to see what happens and do you like yeah. go to the hotel afterwards and do you, you know, snog uh, yeah. yeah like or do you do get you married get or do, do yeah. you <laughs> trust Georgie to go there <laughs> or, or do you never want to see each other ever again whatever it is yeah. right you, you want to see it but like on this show basically the screen goes back like you see each other for the first time a reveal. and then that's the end Ooh. of the show there's all this clapping and you sort of oh. dance on stage and that's the end of it and the funny thing <laughs> is about the the first episode um so the eligible bachelors there were three eligible bachelors behind the screen and, and right? they're not celebs are they the, the, they're not actually celebs so it was okay. the, the, the this was a female celeb this time and she was like oh guess who i am they're like taylor swift is it Blake Lively? Is it Demi <gasps> Lovato? It's like, oh no, it's some chick who was on The Bachelor. <laughs> oh no, who came yes. like seventeenth? Yes, from like season that. God yeah. knows what. Exactly. What? Oh. I feel like that's what would happen if I was on there, right? And they're like <laughs> guessing: Is it Victoria Beckham? Is it Emma Watson? Is, is it, it Jessie J? Yeah. No, it's Sharon Carpenter from. Sharon, I would big you up so much. I would would personally put a a poster on the buses. I'd be like, dating show, Sharon goes on here. Well, you know what? I might I might need to do that to find my my soulmate at this point. Like What, what other dating shows do you have in America, though? Like, you've got, there's quite a lot, isn't oh, there? Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, that was a really big one. What was it called? Date? The one where you don't see each other and you actually go on dates. It's oh, the, like, the, the blind one. Love is blind. Love is blind. Love is that blind. was a huge one. That, that was, was people great. People absolutely love that. I watched like the first few episodes and it was great, but you know me, I get distracted and then I'll never yeah. go back again. So I didn't get mm. to see what happened in the end. No, I have to go to the that. end. Yeah, yeah, like I, American date shows. Do you have Love Island in America? We do have a Love Island over Whoa, here. And in fact, the crazy thing is, I yeah. actually watched the American one before I had access to the UK one. So uh. I sort of got into the American one. I was forcing myself to watch it, to be honest. I, I kind of <laughs> got into it. And then I watched the UK one afterwards because it was available on Hulu. And it was yeah. just... A, a, stark difference between the two of them but um a lot of my american Who, friends had watched the uk one first yeah who's what's the uk one Did i kind of got into the american one but then once i started watching the uk one it was a little more raw around the edges a little right more around the edges and i'm like that's, i like that good. too so uh, it took me a little while and then i was like oh, okay okay but some of the yeah. guys were just rude they were yeah, rude. Well, they were switching. Oh no, I want her instead. No, I want her instead. I'm like, oh my god, like you are not a I nice know. person, dude. It's obscene, isn't it? If that was in real yeah. life, they'd get smacked around the face. But yeah. I, I just, I always find it so fascinating is that they become such big stars from these shows, massive stars. And and I'm not like, not so much on the the one over here though, to be honest. But definitely in no. the UK one. 
Yeah, yeah, the UK one, they literally are now that your fashion icons, like they literally rule your life. So I think sometimes wow. it's good to keep in like in the know, but then then do you know what, Sharon? I'm like, I'm so old now, like these are kids and I feel <laughs> awkward. I'm like, oh, this is not cool anymore. <laughs> that see, that's also the thing about well, first of all, you're not, you're young still, but I get what I'm you're still saying. Young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so young, but I get what you're saying because in the UK, I feel like we do things earlier over there. Because I I went to a club <laughs> in the UK. Right? We do a lot of stuff earlier. Some of it which, which we is <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about. But anyway, I remember going to a club in the UK last time I was there, and everyone was like 18. I'm like, you can't even yeah. get into a club at 18 when you're no. in America. Like you have no. to be at least 21. But normally people are at least 25. Like mostly probably in their 30s. So it doesn't make you feel old. You're like, okay, cool. This is my no. crowd but Shame. in the UK it's all yeah. done earlier I'll tell you a secret I was like 40 when I was going into nightclubs and then yeah. my actual ID came through and I was like yikes <laughs> like we were literally <laughs> younger than anyway how did you get in were you putting like extra makeup on or something oh, all the things cleavage yeah. heels ridiculous like I yeah. must have looked like an idiot but they were just yeah. like yeah <laughs> you'll do <laughs> I did that too though I remember um my friend and I like we we dressed in her sister's uh, outfits because all our <laughs> stuff was like we were 15 and we had 15 year old girl outfits yeah. and her sister dressed I mean she dressed like a 30 year old she was probably 20 <laughs> something but like that's how we dressed we probably yeah. looked ridiculous as well and the clothes were too big for us but we got in <laughs> What are we so, doing? What are we missing out on? I know, I know, but we got it out of our system early, right? True, Which is true. But and I got it out of my system very late. I have to admit because <laughs> it's just in recent times I've sort of stopped going to go. I'll still go out every once in a while for like a special event. Like I'll yeah. still, I still like to go out and party a little bit. But it's dance just and dance it's on different. the banquet. Oh, I can't wait for dancing out. I know. Oh, that's the one thing I can't wait. Sharon, we need to do an ad break because our producer's telling us to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we get ourselves into trouble, uh, let's take an ad break. We'll be right back, guys. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, 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 make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, in uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, nothing then. Yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier, mm. and for me, like that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, music in my life, and how are you? 
Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Hey guys, we're back and we've got listener letters. Hi, we've got listener letters. We've got a first one here from Megan. I have the chance to meet one of my celebrity idols in a few days time. Do you have any advice on how to stay cool and not collapse when I talk to them? <gasps> Sharon, you meet famous people all the time. Like you must hold your cool so much. I do. Um, I do. <laughs> You're you just a cool what, cookie, like, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? I think I was never... Like, I remember growing up, my sister was someone who would stick up posters of everyone who she loved mm. and that kind of thing. I was never sort of that adamant about anyone. And like my friends would be go- going crazy over like certain celebrities. I was never really that person. And I also, yeah. I think from the age of like 16 and just going out, you know, before our time, right? Illegally, yeah. we were going out. <laughs> I would just meet celebrities because I would just the circles that I ran in. So I was kind of, I think I got it off my chest early, right? Mm. Um but I remember uh, I was a little starstruck one time, right? And it was interviewing Johnny Depp. And tell me oh. to shut up if I've told you guys this story before. But it, <sighs> he was one of the first major A-list celebrities that I had the chance to sit down with really early on in my career. And I was super green. And I was so <laughs> nervous. And we were sitting so close together. And he was gorgeous, like yeah. beautiful and Really nice. I mean, I know, you know, he's he's been involved in a lot of controversy lately. But, but this is before that. This that was before, before all of that. This yeah. is like yeah. super fine, super nice Johnny Depp. And uh, I could barely speak. Like I could barely get the words <gasps> out. And the publicist lost, was giving me filthy looks. I did, like I <sighs> literally was like. <sighs> <sighs> So I think maybe it's sometimes less the celebrity and more like this person is so good looking because there was this other guy. He's beautiful. His name's Boris Kojo. And I don't know if you know him in the UK, but he's stunningly good looking. And he's married and his wife is gorgeous as well. But they were on the red carpet and I had to interview them both, right? And I'm looking at him, trying to ask him a question, but he's just so gorgeous. I just start (laughs) laughing. I'm just like laughing. (laughs) I could not keep a straight face. I'm like, this man's beautiful. And the wife knew, you know, and she, again, she's stunning herself, but like, you know, uh, he, so, this when, so, it's, when they're good looking, it's a problem. So, what, yeah, even then, like your average person, like you know, a uh, comes over and he's just so gorgeous, like, that's probably my, my weak point, but um. But I, I would say what you want to remember is that celebrities are people too, right? So you don't yeah. want to, I've got a couple of stories, but I want to hear your your perspective. Um, one, so when I was very young, going in the clubs when I was like 14, like I said, um, there was a time when, do you remember Big Brother? I don't know, like, like Big Brother in the UK or like Big Brother was like a theme in every country, wasn't yes, it? Yes, Big Brother was over here as well. I think it's yeah. still here, yeah. Well, so I remember like the first people in Big Brother and they were like superstars. And this was before like I'd got a job in telly or anything like that. And yeah, I think I remember one of them out in Chester where I was living as a dancer. And I'd like grab my mate Chan and I was like, Chan, 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 Chan. There's, there's him. Oh, Big Brother. Oh my God. And I was doing this like <laughs> panicking breathing, like what a fanatic will do. And she literally grabbed me took me to a corner and went, Georgie, you get a grip of yourself. You will be uh, shoulder rubbing with these people one day. And if you behave like this, you will never get anywhere. So (laughs) pull your shit together. And I just went, okay. And ever since then, I just thought, oh yeah, it's not, they're not different. such a good story because (laughs) I think, I think more people need that to be honest. I, they they are the same as that. They've got to put deodorant on as well. Otherwise their armpits are going to be stinking. Yes. And I've been, I've been around one or two celebs who haven't deodorant. (laughs) Yes, I have. And one I was trapped in a small studio with, I'm not going to say who it was. He's awesome. He's an absolute legend, but he, 
wasn't wearing deodorant on that Stinky McStinkerson. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. When you are in this industry, you can't get like that because otherwise you won't get the same respect. Mm. And I remember, and even bringing people sort of into the fold, into that world who act like that, it can <gasps> yeah. take a toll on your reputation. I remember taking a good friend of mine who I thought, oh, he's cool. He's, he'd been around celebs before, I believe, but took him to an event and I saw a, an NFL player friend of mine I introduced my friend Oliver. Oliver's like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. Oh no. And just oh, started no. freaking out. And oh, I'm no. like, I pulled oh, him no. to the side and did the same. Because this guy's like, it's like, all right, now we're at an industry event. I'm not expecting yeah. sort of the fanboying out. And I had to pull him to the side. I said, don't do that again. I said, yeah. he's a friend of mine. Like, you just yeah. embarrassed me a little bit. I was easy on him, a little easier on him than I might have been at other oh, times. Um, cringe. Because yeah. that is like his his biggest idol but still it's like you're representing me now that, that you're out yeah and I remember just just quickly just one more story where it was just really bad I didn't see it happen <laughs> but we were at a, an industry event for a network that I worked at and one of my friends brought a couple of his friends who weren't necessarily industry people they were trying to get into the industry Prince was still alive at the time right <gasps> yeah. um so this guy goes, one of the guys goes into the bathroom, Prince is peeing next to him. He starts up a conversation with Prince because he can't, can't believe it's Prince. Well, Prince is trying to pee, right? <laughs> and then he's like trying to shake Prince's hand. I didn't even think he'd washed his hands. Oh. And trying to take a photo in the bathroom. And Prince no. said no. And Prince's guys were there as well. And they like shut that, they shut that shit down really yeah. quickly. Because uh, no. it's like guys come on as a, a time and a place. So I would say if you come from a fan perspective, I think it's fine to say, Liz, you know, I love your work. Like, mm. you know, you're, you've had an impact on me, but just the going crazy, fainting, screaming, groping, any of that kind of stuff. I would you're never going to switch numbers at that rate, are you? I mean, if you want to yeah. be lifelong friends, you've got to literally hold your cool. Yeah. And even like, it's probably worth sometimes not even knowing that they're a celeb really, aren't they? But mm -hmm. I mean, also I'd like to know how you're meeting your celeb idol in a few days time. Like, I feel like that's a bit like, what is this? An arrangement? Like, yeah. how is this, is this like a hot date? Were you on yeah. Liar? Did you match yeah. with? Or and is it you, backstage? Like, what is it? Like, how far are you going with this? Yeah. yeah. Like, I always think if I was to meet, I just, I don't know, because... I get yeah, I get like excited when people are talented and they're amazing yes. and I think oh my god that's Harry Styles like he's great and I'll yeah. never be as cool as him so I will never speak to him and so oh, there's not true. people I know not to approach or to ever say hello to because I'll just be like hi oh, yeah fine yeah cool and I'll just <laughs> I'll just be like they've got their friends I've got mine I probably won't be the same you know I just think but you know what Harry Styles I might be like Georgie, I've been watching you on TV for a long time. I'm a huge fan. Like, you just never know. That's the whole thing. Like, you never know. That could so, be a thing. Yeah. You probably might have had a thing for Theresa McQueen back in exactly. the day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you, you never listening? know. One day, one day you will meet him and one day you will find out um, if he did. Uh, I'll tell you straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but I think I think I think keeping your cool is is usually your your best bet yeah the other thing is like sometimes you know you just never know when a celebrity is going through a bad day mm. or they might be going through something just like we go through bad days did you see that yeah. video of of Justin Bieber by the way that went Which viral one? it was it was on TikTok so basically he came home there yeah. were a bunch of fans outside his house and oh. he went up to them and he was like didn't I see you here yesterday and then he was like listen guys this is where I live this is my home yeah. after a long day a stressful day I come here to unwind like do you get that like can you not hang out outside my my building oh that's too much and then the, they were like oh but can we take a pic can I get a hug <laughs> so and did he do it listening no he didn't he just like walked in but no, he was like, very alone yeah and it's like his wife lives there as well like yeah, Bieber lives there now as well and he's he's in a different phase of life like it might have mm. been fun and the beginning stages and I think celebs do really appreciate their fans of course they do but I think fans also have to find that balance and, and not think, sort of yeah yeah like why overboard. do you have to touch someone a celebrity like yeah. you can just admire them like you don't have to touch them maybe 
I mean, exactly. you've got the nice <laughs> lips that'll, you know, hug you back. But I think when it comes to it, like just strangers touching you out of nowhere is always yeah. very weird anyway, just yeah. generally. And you don't know, yeah. they might deal with social anxiety yeah. or who knows, who knows what's going on. So, so yeah, I would just be considerate. And the conversation will probably last a lot longer if you just, you know, remain cool and have just a real convo, an authentic yeah. convo. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Yeah. So there's your advice. Thanks, <laughs> Megan. All right. Now this story. Oh my God, Georgie. Oh, this, yeah. this really upsets me. So mm. Amazon is destroying millions of items of unsold stock in one of its UK warehouses every year. Awful. Okay. Mm -hmm. So ITV News actually did this report. So online giant Amazon is destroying millions of items. As I said, every year products that are often new and unused. Okay. So footage gathered by ITV News uh, shows waste on an astonishing level. And this is just one of 24 fulfillment centers that they currently operate in the UK. And just imagine that's just that's the just UK, one. Right? That's just one as well. Like yeah, one and just store. one country, yeah. Um, undercover filming uh, from inside Amazon's uh, Dunfermline. I probably mispronounced that. Sorry, yeah. guys. Warehouse uh, reveals the sheer scale of the waste, smart TVs. We're talking laptops. We're talking drones, <gasps> hair dryers, top of the range headphones, computer drives, books galore, thousands of unsealed books uh, and face, everything. Uh, or sealed, should I say, face masks, 20,000 of them, all sorted into boxes marked destroy. Uh, it's crazy. It's really crazy. They were sent off um, in vast bins, carried away by lorries, which were tracked by ITV, dumped to either recycling centers or worse, a landfill site. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah, as many as 130,000 items a week, according to an ex-employee. Uh, 130,000 a week, 20,000 COVID face masks went the other day. Uh, overall, 50% of all items are unopened, still in their shrink wrap. Uh, the others are returns in good condition. Um, it's just absolutely nuts. I'm, I'm disgusted. And I know there are a lot of people who don't like Amazon for other reasons, mm. like because they're killing the high street, people say. For me, I think Amazon is great. It's convenient. It mm. is good for some small vendors um, and their customer service is excellent. But this has a really bad taste in my mouth. I can't understand why, for one, they throw away the things that haven't been used. Like what, is it? Is this because like, it, it's not like food. It doesn't go out of date. So I'm not sure the yeah, reason. Yeah, electronics. Yeah, like why would they throw electronics that haven't been opened? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, obviously I'll they're not. Tell you why? Yeah, because they're not giving they, it away. Well, which is unfortunate because they they should be, and if they did, at least those products would be used, yeah. right? not in the landfill. So the the problem is right, or at least part of the problem. Vendors will pay for their items to be stored at these fulfillment centers and apparently it's very expensive mm. right but they're selling their stuff these vendors are selling their stuff through amazon and amazon is keeping their stuff but the vendors are paying for that oh. now if the stuff isn't bought by a certain amount of time by a certain point then if they have the item shipped back, it can be even more expensive for them. So they just tell Amazon to dispose of it. So Amazon is just doing this mass disposal. Um, but, you know, that's irresponsible on both ends. Both like sides. the vendor's end and also on Amazon's end because there's no excuse. Amazon is making a ridiculous amount. Jeff Bezos, I think he makes something like $3,000 a minute or something <sighs> crazy like that. And it's like, so... All right, if the vendors can't afford to ship the stuff back to them, you should have a recycling program where you are gifting to charities, where yeah. you are gifting to kids, maybe kids in other countries. Just imagine how many kids and, and people can um, benefit what, from those what things. they could do yeah. With, yeah. with these items. And at least they'd be used and they'd be used over and over and over again because Georgie landfills <sighs> are just the worst. And if you yeah. want to know... I do have like some stuff on landfills for you. Um, so the the biggest concern, right, is they produce methane gas. Mm. When right? they do, they uh, burn them. Is that what they do in a landfill? 
I film. don't think they burn. I'm, I'm not. So they just 100% fill. Sure. You, you, the, the, yeah. So basically, this is this is what I took. So the most pressing environmental concern uh, is the release of methane gas as the organic mass in landfills decompose. Mm. Um, methane gas is released and is 84 times more effective at absorbing the sun's heat than carbon dioxide, right? Making it the most potent greenhouse gas and a huge contributor to climate change. And then it's destroying natural habitats for wildlife. And then even though these landfills are supposed to have linings, like um, some of the toxic chemicals and things are seeping into the water um, that is then going to people's homes. And and then causing... Yeah, there are toxic landfills yeah. as well, like chemical ones. So... All, I mean, we are really killing this earth and it is, yeah, it's is sad. Um, heartbreaking. Amazon does have a response, by the way. Do you want to hear what they're yeah, saying? Yeah, I do. I want to hear it. It better be a bloody good one. It's not. <sighs> um, so they're saying, uh, by the way, what they're doing is not illegal, by the way. I'll <gasps> just say that. But, but they are saying, uh, we are working towards a goal of zero product disposal and our priority is to resell, donate to charitable organizations or recycle any unsold products. No items are sent to landfills in the UK. Well, the report says otherwise. Do, but okay. Do. Um, yeah. As a last resort, we will send items to energy recovery, but we're working hard to drive the number of, of times this happens down to zero um, but what's interesting is when they were doing this report, the head of that fulfillment center, before he knew it was an investigation like this, they asked him about items being disposed. And he was like, oh, it's very few. It's very few. He didn't, he wasn't forthcoming and saying, oh, it's 130,000 a week. And we're working on doing way, way better. So they've been trying to hide it. Well, why are they trying to hide it? At least seemingly, you know, I don't know all the facts of the story myself, but now um, the UK government's looking into it as well. Well, I mean, ITV News have literally done that. And they, like we said, it's just one factory. So, I mean, yeah. and also Amazon's huge, the amount of factories yes. that there are. So therefore, this is a bigger problem than you can ever imagine, really, isn't it? Because that's what they're, they're doing in so many countries. everywhere. Exactly. So, yeah. But how is it going to, like, this is what blows my mind is like, how do these things stop? And like for us to then not order off Amazon, does that mean we stop? Does that mean we create more because now we're not buying the product? So then it, like the things get sent away more into landfill. Like, my, oh, that's the thing. My, it's, um, it's, it's hard. my auntie always told me about my carbon footprint and she would always yeah. say, look at your carbon footprint 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 sorry and she'd even say that when I was as young as like eight years old and I'd be like I don't know what you mean wow but she would always say the things you buy and the things that you will unnecessarily need will eventually go somewhere and she'd always say to me where do you think that's gonna go and I'd never know that you'd never know where these things are gonna go and so no. that's why I always give my clothes to charity like always but awesome. but then it gets to a point where you think well do I actually need any like do I need much I like obviously we want to live great we want uh, we work hard and so I yeah. I think I work hard so I want this and I work hard for mm. this and then I always think of homeless people when they have that little shopping you know like the shopping trolleys they carry around yeah. and I always yeah. think about what do they have in there that's their most prized possession yeah like what they put in there that they need the most and I always think like imagine if we just lived on a shopping cart like if we just lived for two weeks with what you need imagine that what how would you get the through difference it? it would make to the difference it would make to us and the difference it would make to the earth yeah. as well yeah you know the other big problem right mm. is just electronics and yeah. how they become very quickly obsolete, right? Like, yeah. oh, the new iPhone, the new Samsung phone, the new whatever, yeah. Mac Pro. And, oh, a year later, oh, well, I want the new one because this one's got, like, and usually it's only a couple of features that are slightly better than yeah. the previous one. Or they've changed and the charger as well. So they're exactly, not helping things. That, they're not helping. That does not help at all. I mean, okay, it's great if we can take it back to the company and then they'll recycle those parts themselves. That's what we should be doing. We shouldn't just be disposing of these yeah. types of things just in, in the trash if we can help it. And even just like water bottles, right? Like yeah. 
the the single use water bottles instead of using those we can get a bigger water bottle and then we've got our reusable water bottle and we fill that from the the big water bottle and then that's fewer you know plastic items that are out there that we're hoping get recycled but obviously we know a lot of this stuff ends up in the ocean and come on guys we we every if everyone does their part if everyone makes those small changes mm. uh, and sometimes big changes you know but it's worth it yeah it's then it's it's hard for us to say that isn't it and i've got like a yeah. Nivion bottle there and i think oh will i use that again i know I, don't, do you know what I mean and i think oh look i've got yeah we've got I've it got we've this. got our plastic bottles oh. we do i'm gonna take a swig actually yeah. but and and so therefore then there's that moment of well we've we've like forgotten for a second but but when there's big massive companies like amazon doing those things and you think you're doing your good part by drinking yeah. from the same plastic bottle for two weeks but then you've got the big companies like that and then you think so when does it end then when does it actually stop yeah yeah and and you're absolutely right and there's something about just convenience right convenience that oftentimes things that are more convenient for us oftentimes aren't good for the planet mm. Mm. right so so we have to think about that so I, I think if everyone does their part like every sort of like voting right they say every vote counts and yeah. every vote does count and sometimes it doesn't feel like it right yeah but, um but every just, just imagine like millions of people who are thinking oh well if i do this with my water bottle if i recycle it is it going to make a difference but well if all you know 10 million of you do it it does make a difference right so so every little bit counts yes and if you raise your yeah. children to just think that's the norm that's good too exactly we got to care about our, our planet our plants our trees our oceans mm. our animals their habitat as well as just this is convenient for me for now. Yeah. And Amazon needs to get it together. We'll be watching that because I feel like that story's not big enough for everyone. Like, I don't think people over here in the US have heard about this. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about this. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Get that posting out Posting about this. Yeah. All right. So we have another listener letter, don't yes, we? Yes, we do from Kaylee. I'm due to start university in September and I'm a real social introvert. I'm a bit scared about getting myself out there, especially with the current situation. Do you have any suggestions to get myself out there? Huh, university. Hmm. Yeah. I never went to university, but so do you still stay in like uni halls? Is that kind of thing? Uh, what's a uni hall? Like, I don't know, because I... Like, I, you, <laughs> what, like a campus? Yeah, like you live in the campus. Okay, the when you live in... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think that can make life easier to meet people if you do stay on campus. I... When I went to uni, um, university and college are the same thing over here, mm. right? So, but we call it school. So when I went to school over here, I came. That's why I came to America in the first place. And I lived in a dorm, but it was off campus. But I still, I had a roommate. And yeah. so I remember when I first got there, and just got there from the UK, and I just, I was so lonely, and I cried my eyes out, uh. and then I had to get myself together. And my roommate came in and we kind of hit it off. Yeah. Um, she was a pretty decent roommate. We had our little, you know, tiffs here and there. But for the <laughs> most part, <laughs> for the most part, we we were really good friends. Um, I'm an introvert as well. So I guess I can speak from that perspective too. And I would say that just get out there. The great thing about uni is you're all starting together. Yeah. So it's not like you're the new girl in school and you're starting sort of in the middle of a, a school year or, um, you know, second year in school ever like you're all starting together so a lot of people aren't going to know anyone I would say just do everything be prepared to do everything you can to sort of get to know people and just chat yeah. with people that's what I had to do and I'll tell you this is a really great skill being a people person it's mm. something I had to learn how to do I wouldn't say it was a natural thing because I was shy but I learned how to do it and you know one in my job just interviewing people and having to make people feel comfortable sometimes in seconds before I do an interview right it's been a great skill to have and then also for any of us going into a meeting you're trying to get that job you're going in for this interview whatever it is being able to win people over or even you're taking this shirt back but you left you lost the receipt being a people person you can win that the salesperson over and get them to take it even when they're not supposed to you know so there are all sorts of things that great things that can come 
come from just having those skills of being able to talk yeah. to people but you're all in the same boat at that point in time Georgie how were you like when you go into <laughs> situations where you don't know anyone uh, do you are you the talkative <laughs> one do you get people talking <laughs> yeah you are okay, I, I literally don't shut up I think from any job <laughs> I do or anywhere I used to do a lot of things as a kid on my own because I've always been an only child so I've always just yeah. been on my own and just strutted in a building and been like hello hello <laughs> hello <laughs> so because I think I just like to talk and also I quite enjoy people's stories and I like listening to them yeah. and I like to I, I love people's different personalities so when someone's really shy or something I'm like oh my god they're so shy and it's like cool and so yeah. I would always like to just I think I like to read the room as well. I look around and I think, oh, there, that, that's that, that's that. And I'll approach people first because I'm not really scared of that. And I used to do a lot of ballet um, summer schools as a kid on my own. And I always like give myself like, I think, God, I was so like just young going to a ballet school, uh, like a summer school on my own and just making friends with people. Like what, what kids do that? And, you know, just, <laughs> Like not You're take really it. outgoing naturally. I but I'd like some some people wouldn't like <laughs> like like me because I'd be a bit yeah. too much for some people. So you know I don't mind, but I'd give it a good go. <laughs> and I think afterwards I'd laugh about it with other friends and be like, oh well, they're not keen on me because they are, are probably upper class, so I'm not for them. But that's fine. Um, oh. I know their names. Um, and so <laughs> I, I think I'd, I'm sure you won them over with time. I'm sure you. I'd, did. I think I'd just work out my like working class level and like figure out who my peoples are, and I'd get along with them after like speaking to everyone in the room. So. Yeah, I think that's yeah. how I deal with yeah. uni. Yeah, you can you can fill out the the people that you bond with, the feel that um that you have things in common with. I think I think here's a little trick, right? When you're in uni, one of the things to do is turn up at class early, mm. right? Don't turn up <laughs> that as would the not be me walking in. No, <laughs> I can imagine you wouldn't turn up at all. Probably not. No, <laughs> you're still in bed. <laughs> early let's just say you turn up five to ten minutes I would suggest ten minutes early right before the professor gets there and there are going to be other people there early so you can chat with them right? and you'll be like-minded like them good. Yeah. yeah and it's just good to to bond with people in class especially because if you miss a class and you need to get up to speed or you need a little help on something you didn't yeah. get something you were daydreaming while the professor was you know yeah. declaring what you all have to do for homework you have friends there in the class that you can yeah. go to so and that's so usually that's Trick. as well uni is like something you've picked isn't it so it's something you're interested yeah. in you want to get involved and so usually everybody's kind of keen in that kind of way I, I like yeah. yeah so I think when it came to like college dance school college I was keen on like the drama classes and the hip-hop thing so therefore I'd be like in with that and I'd be like yeah, yeah that's when I turn up early if it was a maths class. When you were passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, so when you're passionate as well. And you always like relate to the people you're passionate um, include, don't you? Yeah. So that is probably what your interests do. Like you probably Absolutely. But I will say this though, like in uni, I was just, uh, even if I was interested, I was, I would zone out. I would always, <laughs> always zone out. And I remember actually somebody, somebody saved my butt. <laughs> Luckily, it was somebody I knew in this class. I think it was a management, business management class. And all I hear is, because I completely zoned out, all I hear is the professor saying, and Sharon, what group are you in? I was like, um, uh, uh, I had no idea what he was talking about. And then somebody, this, this guy I knew was like, oh, she's in our group, she's in our group. I'm like, yeah, I'm in their group. <laughs> <laughs> then you got friends and then you were saved and that's it, that was your group of friends. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I I taught myself a lot of stuff in college, to be honest. I'd just like, because I just, I would zone out so much. So I'd have to read the textbooks and teach myself sort of after the fact. I wouldn't advise it. Pay attention <laughs> in class. But, but college friends will, you know, university friends, they oftentimes last for a lifetime yeah so that's a true. great place to create those bonds and even if you don't and you feel like an outsider that's okay too because there's something really special and unique about you that yeah. you bring to the table because sometimes it's those people who are the loners who do the most incredible stuff in life that's so true I totally yeah. agree yep so yes. there you go <gasps> ace 
Anyway, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Loose Lips with Sharon Carpenter and me, Georgia Porter. The bonus episode is on Friday. That's extra lippy. It's all about you guys. Can we just talk about you guys that day, really? Not really much else. But then we do talk about us as well. And um, we'll be back on Tuesday next week. (laughs) We will. Subscribe or follow, rate and review. We want to hear from you and you and you and you. Uh, Hit us up. Loose lips at createproductions.com. We want to hear those listener letters and dilemmas. Also on social at the Missy Porter and at Sharon Carpenter. And we will see you Friday. See you Friday. Bye, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.